ice and lemon for your teacup. Got last week's news, it's time to re up. If you got some lipdis for the kettle, gonna speak up. Get your mug ready for tea time with Tania. Tea time with Tania. Tea time with Tania. podcast land you are listening to another episode of tea time with tania so thank y'all so much for joining us today this is an episode that's going to be near and dear and special to my heart um it's with one of my closest friends and it's uh one of my favorite topics um to talk about especially with this person so um i'm I'm, I'm gonna let you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people a little bit about you Oh, well, um, as you said, um, we are best friends, and uh, we have been best friends for, what, about 15 years? It's been a long time. It's been a long, pretty ugly time. Um, and I work in health, health insurance. I'm an avid reader, and I just love everything about life. I, I like to consider myself a life explorer now. Okay, I like that. <laughs> So what does a life explorer do? Um, I think it sounds like pretty obvious. They explore yeah. life. <laughs> but I mean to be to be general, to be in detail, a life explorer is somebody who is no longer or isn't afraid to explore every avenue that life presents them. And I think mm-hmm. that at this point in my life You I, didn't see it at all. Yeah, I didn't see it at all. <laughs> You yeah yeah I I agree with that I got my palo burning what you burning over there I am burning some sage with yellow uh rose petals from my sacral chakra okay clogged up in there so okay well today guys we're gonna talk a little bit about um spirituality and just kind of our experiences um through our spiritual journeys and how we've been able to connect on our spiritual journeys and what led us to our spiritual journeys I do want to kind of go a little bit into our friendship so like like you said we've been friends for like 15 years Mm -hmm. and through those 15 years we have we've had like highs and then we've Mm -hmm. had lows (laughs) um and we've had disconnect and uh, so I guess, like, tell them just a little bit of, like, uh, from your perspective, like, how we met in our friendship and things of that nature. Oh, uh, well, we met when we were kids, like, kids, you know. Um, and since then, I, since really the day that we met, I really knew you were someone special that I needed in my life. And we were, um, we were going through like all of our lows and when we would fall out or disconnect it never ever I never felt away from you really yeah like I tell people all the time like I'm I'm deeply connected to my friends so I always physically like emotionally know when something's wrong before I actually know when something's wrong yeah so, so anytime me and you would like fall out or if we weren't talking or you know how I'd be you know disappearing and all that (laughs) um I would still feel you like I I could still hear your voice at like certain times in my life like I love to tell people like my friends raised me because they did really Mm -hmm. yeah 
That's so funny because, like, I I think, too, I have a good connection with, like, a serious connection with my friends. Like, I think I talk about you guys more than anything, and we are all super, super close. But, like, I know, like, you know, when I'm out with somebody or, or like, if I'm not fooling with you, I'm not fooling with you. Mm -hmm. I I don't feel nothing. (laughs) I don't feel nothing. You don't even answer the phone. No, I'd be like, screw you. (laughs) I would talk to her. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be bothered. So I think that's good to, to, especially talking about, like I said, our spiritual journey, because um, I think a lot of people's spiritual journeys or their spiritual relationships is start with connections. Like you find something that you connect to so what prompted me to talk about um just religion and spirituality was i saw a tweet and the tweet said funny how i left jesus became spiritual and then spirituality led me back to jesus in a healthier way we often think that spirituality means escaping religion but i see it more as escaping the lies that fake religious people told us to believe and for the sake of their own personal gain Mm. and I was like that literally is my life in a nutshell and I think a lot of people especially in our age group and in our generation can connect to that because a lot of people are becoming more spiritual than religious and I think just talking about the difference and knowing that at the end of the day um, it's, it's all intertwined and because um, I love to tell people, like, yes, I'm very spiritual. I don't consider myself religious. I do consider myself a Christian because I believe in, you know, God and Jesus and, you know, the Holy Spirit and things of that nature. But I am not someone that goes to church more often than not. Um, I'm not somebody that's on every church committee. Um, I tithe as, as much as I can when possible. But I don't feel like the gateway to heaven or the gateway to my eternal life is through um, all the work that I do in a church. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's more so having to do with the relationship that I have with God and how I live my life to please God. So. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start at the beginning. So I, I don't know if y'all noticed, but in my podcast, I like to take you through a journey. So we're going to go all the way back and talk about our first religious or spiritual experience. So Mallory, when you were younger or older or whenever, just tell me about the first time you were introduced to God. I think my earliest memory that I can like just recall off the top of my head um, would be when I was I think I was maybe six or seven we went we lived in Puerto Rico and we went to a non-denominal church and um I sang in the choir I love singing in the choir I was on the praise dance team I was an usher I went to Sunday school every single Sunday um my mama was almost like a deaconess and really yeah she was like Church was Monday. Uh, Monday was practice. Tuesday was choir practice. Wednesday was Bible night. Bible night study. Uh, Thursday was usher practice. Saturday was youth practice. So, wow. yes, honey. Church was my life. Church and school was my life until probably I left the house eighteen. Honestly, when you went to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy because I do remember you being in um, like gospel choirs and stuff, uh-huh. but I never thought much about it. But it was, I didn't know that you were spending that much time in the church. Oh, yes. My grandmother was a really my entire family. Uh, my great grandfather was a deacon and built a church where we're from. Mm-hmm. So church really, really, really like played a huge part in my raising and then also just within my family. Okay. So for me, um, 
I don't really remember the first time I was like introduced to like God and religion, but I do remember I, you know, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother growing up and I knew every weekend if I spent the weekend with her that I was going to have to go to church on Sunday. So we would go to church every Sunday and um yeah, I mean, she would dress me up in these beautiful dresses, and I wore the shoes with the frilly socks, but I never went to uh, Sunday school. I never went to children's church. I never went to vacation Bible school. Um, I literally went to church, and I sat with my grandmother every Sunday, and I, of course, I was young, so like, yeah, probably like six, seven, so I didn't retain anything or didn't pay attention. I remember there would be times where I would want to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And my mom, well, my grandmother, her cousin, and her sister, they all sat on the same pew. And they would stretch me out across the three of them so that I could lay down. And I would go to sleep in church in front of the preacher. And we sat, like, on the second pew. Like, for the, up until the pandemic, so I would say the last 25 years of my life, my grandmother has sat in the same place in church. It was crazy. So, yeah, she always sat on the second pew. So, like, we, all I knew was, if you're good, you go to heaven. Mm -hmm. If you're bad, and you do bad things, you go to hell. But as far as the concept of religion and God and like stories in the Bible and things like that. I didn't know any of that stuff. So I just always knew like growing up, we had to go to church. Like you just, if you was with my granny. Now back then, my mom didn't go to church on Sunday, but it didn't have anything to do with her beliefs. It was more so the fact that she was a single mom and she was in college. So Sunday was her only rest day. Yeah. So my mama didn't go to church on Sundays for, I would say up until we were in like high school, my mama would start getting up and going to church on Sundays. And she still does to this day. Um, so when you were younger, what kind of, it? well, it sounds like it was a major emphasis placed on like, was it religion or more so the church? It was the church. Mm-hmm. It wasn't more so like you need to pray, you need to talk to God. I mean, and there would be, as I was growing up, my mom, like I would get in certain situations and I'd try to talk to her about it. And her first thing would always be like, well, what did you pray? Like mm-hmm. before she would even give me her opinion or anything, she's like, well, did you pray? So God has always been like my first go-to, but it was more so church. Like they they focus and emphasize church more than the actual relationship. Yeah. Same with us. It was like you gotta go to church. You gotta go to church. You gotta go to church. You yeah. might not be living your life right, but you gotta go to church. And then it wasn't like, well, you gonna go to you gonna go to hell if you don't go to church okay mm-hmm. when it, you know why aren't you talking about if I don't pray or if I don't have a personal yes. relationship with God what would happen if I don't with that well yeah. just go to church and make sure you tithe and make sure you volunteer and it's like yeah well what about the relationship though like how am I gonna know how to come to him or talk to him when I need help mm-hmm I don't want to have to go to church to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that in my house. Yeah. So how do you think that molded you? Like, Because I know you said you didn't really become spiritual or start looking outside of religion until you after you left home. Mm-hmm. So like those first 17, 18 years, like how was your relationship with God? I think I would say at the age of 14, no, 15. I'll say the age of 15, I I felt God, but I didn't know God. Like, really? I knew of him. 
I I knew that my mom prayed to him. I knew why I went to church. I knew why she tithed. I knew why I sang in the choir. Like, I knew all of that, but I didn't. Like, if you ask me, well, how has God changed your life? I couldn't tell you. I was just about to say, um, I went to church. Like, I always went to church. But if you were to ask me anything about God, mm-hmm. religion, um, stories in the Bible, why we had to do certain things, Ten, ten Commandments. Let me yeah, tell you, all that. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know shit. I would be like, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to tell you nothing. And what was so crazy was when I was um, when I started dancing in high school. Like when I became um, on the drill team, high steppers and stuff. We uh-huh. would pray at the practices, uh-huh. and we would always say the Lord's prayer. And I didn't know it. And at that Ooh. time, I had to have been 16. Really? See, I learned mm-hmm. that when I was like five. I had no idea, baby. I had no idea what the Lord's prayer was. And I would mm-hmm. just be in practice, mouthing it. All I know was, uh, hallow be thy name. Thy kingdom come. <laughs> thy will, will be done. <laughs> in heaven as it is on earth. And that's still the only part I know. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the beginning part. Is it? I thought that was the end. <laughs> that's not the end. No, you didn't even get to thy kingdom by calm. Baby, <laughs> listen. Listen. So that was kind of how my experience was. Like It was just like emphasis on church. You got to yeah. go to church. You got to go to church. You gotta go to church. It was like nothing about like, like you said, talking to God, connecting with God. What happens when I actually need Him? I knew to pray and I prayed, but when I tell you, I never had any type of spiritual connection at all. Never felt God's presence at all. Never heard God's voice. I was just going to church. And then I think that's when the manipulating started as I got older because people wanted me to get baptized. Because, you know, the baptism is a big deal. You go out, you you know, you walk out in front of it. I was raised Church of Christ. You was right. You said you went to a non-denominational or we we was raised Baptist, but when we lived overseas, we went to like non-denominational non-denominational churches okay well i was raised charge of christ baby okay (laughs) yeah so for those who don't know church of christ is um it's not church of god in christ it's church of christ those are two different churches um they go strictly by the bible they take the bible and um take the Bible very literal, so word for word, so women could not serve, they could not lead, you could not wear pants, um, we could not have instruments in the church, um, for a long time, we did, we couldn't even have microphones, because a microphone was technically considered an instrument, um, what else, um, and basically, if you were not a part of the Church of Christ, the Church of Christ is literally, they believe that the Church of Christ is the only church that God recognizes. And if you go to any church outside of Church of Christ, mm-hmm. you may not make it into heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I don't want to speak for the entire Church of Christ because I just told you I, I, remember, I didn't know shit. I just was going. <laughs> but this is my basic understanding. So, um, for us, baptism is a big deal. It's the same for a, a Baptist because after I decided to transition into Baptist church, it was the same thing. You, of course, they do the invitation. You walk down uh, aisle, you make your confession. And then you dipped in the water in front of everybody. And everybody gets up and clap and hurt the lead. Hurt the lead. Yeah. Everybody's so 
Everybody's so proud. Yes. Yes, baby. You covered in the blood of Jesus. <laughs> and then, you know, it's a good day. And um, I remember many of times they would do the invitation call and my grandmother would like try to push me out, like, go, 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 you know, go. They, they wanted me to get baptized so bad. But it's crazy because even as a child, I knew I don't want to do something I don't understand. Like, I knew that baptism is pretty much, according to the Bible and according to how I was raised, a requirement to go into heaven. Mm -hmm. But I never wanted to do it without fully understanding it. Right. So you think about people who get baptized at four, five, six, you know, they get Christian and all this other stuff. And that that never happened for me. And I was pressured a lot, but I never did it. And I remember when I turned um, like 11, 10, I was told like, hey, you know, you need to get baptized before you turn 12 or you, you're going to go to hell. And I was mm. like, oh, my God, I'm going to go to hell. <laughs> okay. And that's when I kind of, that, I think that was my first experience of spirit or uh, religious manipulation mm-hmm. was the, the pressuring of me getting baptized. But you want to know what's so crazy? What? I, I still didn't do it. Because your spirit knew. That, that's crazy. I'm glad because, listen. I definitely took that chance. I was like, nope, still don't want to do it. (laughs) So I guess that's where I end up. So do you remember or did you have an experience of religious manipulation? Or what was that first experience of religious manipulation? Um I I wouldn't say my first like real, real experience, but something similar to that, getting baptized. And I Mm. actually did get baptized. How old were you? Christian and I was baptized. And I got baptized when I was 10. Oh, wow. Yeah, 10 or 11. It was one of those. And I remember it so vividly because my cousin, my little cousin was getting baptized that Sunday. And um, everybody was like just making such a big deal about it. And my grandma looked at me and she was like, you're older, why are you not baptized? And I was like... Mm -hmm. Cause I wanna get my hair wet, girl. <laughs> girl, now you know what? Well, now nah, back then they weren't giving that cap. No, nah, they wasn't. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. they was just dunking you Dipping in. It. <laughs> like that, you gonna take me for a swim? Yeah. And um, she was like, "Well, I feel like it's a, probably about that time that you should get baptized." And I was just, and I sat there the entire time, you know, they, they doing a bapti- baptism, and I'm thinking in my head as a 10-year-old, like, why do I need to get baptized? Like, what's so important about getting baptized? And she was like, well, if you don't, you'll live a life of sin. Mm. You don't want to be a sinner. And I was just like, okay. And then the next thing I know, they were doing a benediction, <laughs> and my grandma kind of like, she kind of pushed me. Mm-hmm. kind of nudged me and so I got up and I walked around and that's when my mama came and sat with me and she's like I'm so proud of you for making this decision for dedicating your life and I was just like okay cool because this is like the first time my mama had said something like congratulatory to me so I was thinking oh. okay you know <laughs> this good yeah Not knowing what I was really doing hmm Wow. So I, for me, I went through that. Like I said, I, I got pressured. I never did it. And then I turned 17. Uh-huh. And then uh, we were graduating uh-huh. high school. You remember graduation night? Bare, really faintly. Life <laughs> faintly. Okay. So it, I knew. Okay, that the following Sunday, I was going to get baptized. And my mindset was, 
I'm going to be in the world, I need to have some type of spiritual protection because mm. I'm becoming an adult and I'm going to be placed in situations where my mom is probably not always going to be able to be there and help me or my grandmother's not going to always be there. So I need to have the protection of God's blood. So when I graduated from high school, literally that same weekend, um, I got baptized. And the beautiful thing about my baptism was I understood what I was doing. So when mm-hmm. I confessed, I was confessing from my genuine pure heart. And my brother went up there with me. So me and my brother actually got baptized together. Yeah, um, that was beautiful. Like, I'm getting all like, but yeah, my brother and I we we got baptized together. Um, so again, my basic understanding of religion was just kind of like now it's growing. So it went from, of course, as a kid, do good you go to heaven, do bad you go to hell. And then as I got older, I started realizing, okay, you have to believe in something. There are these mm-hmm. commandments, you know, follow these commandments, but there's a certain way that you should live your life. Mm -hmm. Um, There's certain things that are required in certain churches. Um, And so I started having a more understanding, again, not spiritual connection, but I started understanding the routine of religion. Yes. Yes. So the waking up. You started understanding the rules. I like to call them rules. Yeah. 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 So the the going to church on Sunday, the tithing, the serving mm-hmm. the like I started understanding the roots still no understanding of how can I get connected to God but I figured if I keep following like you said the rules and keep following this routine eventually I will have some type of spiritual experience yeah mm-hmm. can I tell you something Do it. it never happened <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, look, now I'm snoring on my own podcast. <laughs> Girl, you from Arkansas. Oh! <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> so I went from Church of Christ and then I went to Baptist Church. Now, I will mm-hmm. say what I like about joining a Baptist church is there's an entire orientation, right? Yeah. So it's a full production before you join Ooh. their churches. Like, they want to make sure you know exactly what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how you're going to contribute to the church. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to name the churches I went to. Yeah, we won't name any. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not because it's I'm not even gonna go into that. But nope. and, and and I will tell you why afterwards, but I'm still not gonna name a chart. But what I liked was there was an orientation mm-hmm. and um what I liked about this church coming from outside of Church of Christ is of course I love praise and worship, but again, we didn't have instruments or music. Yeah. So going into a Baptist church, I was like, oh my God, not only do they have instruments, but people sing and they actually sound good. Girl, the devil, yes, the devil tried to <laughs> slow us down, but we back. <laughs> okay, and we back. We had to take a little commercial break. But what I was saying was, uh, I was talking about transitioning from Church of Christ to Baptist Church, and I love the fact that they could sing. They had, you know, an hour and a half for, you know, the sermon, but there was also, like, an hour for praise and worship, and I just like the energy. The preacher was more modern, so they talked about things that were, like, hush-hush that, like, you didn't talk about in Church of Christ, like divorce or premarital sex, like, things that people know you're doing, but they choose to ignore mm-hmm. that pastor he would talk about it so I was like this is where I need to be right so I joined the church we went through orientation again mm-hmm. they go through the history of the church the religious part and then they say okay you gonna sign up for some committee so I said okay so I signed <laughs> up for it was like you didn't have a choice you had to you had to serve yeah. If you were going to join their church. So I was like, okay, cool. So I signed up um, and I joined the church. Well, with that church, 
the more I went, the more they started talking about money. Like, putting a big emphasis on money. Like, money, 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 money. Like, that was all they wanted to talk about. To the point mm-hmm. to where it made me start feeling uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So, I stopped going all together. And then I ended up moving up to up where I am now. So, I didn't have access to that church anyway. And then, ended up being a big mess. <laughs> With the church, which is so in hindsight, I was like, I was right. My spirit never leaves me wrong. Same thing with my childhood church. When I stopped going to my childhood church, I had a very icky feeling about our new preacher because the preacher that I had known our whole life, he died. And we got a new preacher, and he was so good, and he was getting everybody all riled up. And I was like, something about this man is not right. And I kept telling my my grandmother like, mm, I don't I don't really care too much for him. Like, he might be a good preacher, but something in his spirit is not right. Mm-hmm. That's when I started learning. Like, okay, there's something inside of. I didn't know it was like discernment or intuition, but it's like something inside you can detect bad spirits or bad juju or whatever. Come to find out, girl, he was embezzling money from the church. They didn't have to put him out. What? Yeah, yes. And when my grandma tried to keep it a secret, yeah, because she already knew I was going to tell her. I, I knew something was wrong with that man. I knew it. I the spirit never went wrong, baby. So then I stopped. Like, like I said, I moved. I didn't go to church. And then that's when I started getting um, heaven to transformation church through uh, a previous friend so Mm -hmm. I was like okay this is this is this is cool it was super modern like non-denominational it really put me pushed me out of my comfort zone the first time I went before they were in the building that they're in now um there was a DJ outside like playing music and like and not like gospel music it was like the Gap Band. <laughs> oh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Hmm. I, I was so. It's funny because I was so uncomfortable because I was like, <gasps> at yep. church, at church, at church. Not that playing secular music at church, at church. Oh, and it was so funny because her mom was there, and her mom was like, we was all sitting over there like. This is weird. Okay. <laughs> Y'all hear what I hear? Yes, like, and they was turned up. Like, that's how they were getting the people ready for the the, the sermons. And so, uh, transformation ended up being really, really good for me. I ended up getting baptized a week before the pandemic. And, yeah, I got baptized at Transformation Church. And I will say... That's when I started understanding the importance of, well, I don't want to say that that, because that's not when, but that's when I really put my spiritual journey into gear because I realized like, this is, this is how I make the connection. This this yeah. is how I make the connection. And so I went from just focusing so heavily on the religion piece to the spiritual piece and how I could get connected to God. So in going into the next part, shifting from religious to uh spiritual, when did when did you start it shifting? And then if you could, because I know this is really your jush, <laughs> going to the difference between being religious and being spiritual um okay well my shift I had two shifts um my first shift was when I was 18 when I left the house and I was out in the real world and I was so ready for that like I think honestly I was ready to get away from church I was I I was ready. I was woo, I was 
on that road. I was like, I'm not going to church. I'm not volunteering for nothing. Like nothing, nada. And I was like that because I was gay. <laughs> and <laughs> wait, the way you just <laughs> you just threw that out there. there for my listeners. Um <laughs> I was gay. <laughs> All righty then. If you weren't, but look, if you weren't listening, or if you were sleeping, I'm pretty sure that woke up. Yes. You wake okay. now. All right. You ready for the tea? Yeah. <laughs> well, being a lesbian in a very, very strong church built family, it's a no. It's it's a no. It's a I love you because you mine, but I don't agree with what you do. So okay, but let's pause though too. It, and if you whatever you don't want to share, definitely don't share. But um, like, could you spend a lot of time in the church? So when mm-hmm. did you start feeling like, okay, I I might be a lesbian? Oh man, I think I was six. Really, I think I was six when I. I would watch TV and I would not like look at the guys first. I would look at the women first. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I started to like actually pay attention to it. And it wasn't until, of course, you know, my teenage years when I was finding like, yo, y'all, mom, this is what it is. That is not how you did it, but okay. It's not. <laughs> but I'm general. <laughs> um, but when I did come out to my family, it was not a warm welcome. It wasn't it wasn't the oh, you know, no matter what, we love you, we support you. It wasn't none of that. It was, well, you know this is a sin. Not mm. just a sin, like one of the number one sins. <laughs> well, I, okay, and that's why I want to go backwards just a little bit, because I know that didn't happen until you got older, like right before mm-hmm. you were about to leave the house. So how did you go through, because I was about to say navigate, you know, that's my favorite word. Yes. <laughs> how did you spend, or how did you feel, or how did you make it through all those years in the church? Because that's something that's heavy in the Baptist church or amongst the Black community in our religious world, homosexuality. And it's just, it's like, you, you yeah. if you do what you going to hell. So how you having those feelings, but still getting up and spending that much time in the church, I guess, how did that make you feel? And how did you, like, get through that? I'm growing, how did I felt, how I felt growing up being queer and going to church and no one else knowing, probably my family knew, but, you know, how to go. They um, always can tell when you, <laughs> they always can tell. They just sweep it under the rug. Yeah, but no one actually saying anything. I felt belittled. I felt like I was never going to be able to live an honest life because mm-hmm. it was being taught to me that this was wrong. Like, you don't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this this is hell. Like, no, this is not acceptable. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, if this is not acceptable. If this part of me is not acceptable, where am I going to be accepted as whole? Not church. Yeah, because I was definitely right. It's like, you gay, you going to hell. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, but for real. <laughs> I'm serious. All gay people going to hell. That's how I was raised. Yeah. Literally. Like, that's that's what you hear. And then, like, to hear it from... Whereas I was raised where one parent supported it and the other one didn't. And the other mm-hmm. one didn't because of what she believed in, because mm-hmm. of her religion. She could not, that was not a part that she was willing to forgive or oversee or any of that. It was, I don't agree with it. I don't want it in my house. I don't want it near me. Mm. So my first shift was leaving the house because I didn't want anything to do with that. And I felt like God did not love me because I was gay. So I'm going to hell either way. So I might as well just do what I want to do. Exactly. Mm. 
So Dang. that was my first mistake being young and, and dumb. Because when I went out to this world, it was not nice to me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> not Mm-mm. nice. God is the least of your worries when it comes to stuff like that. Like the world is so cruel. So um and so especially you think about how open-minded people are now and we still have a long ways to go but I mean in 2012 was 10 years ago and it it's still like yeah. back then was like fresh I just I, I think the world but in our community too is just it's, mm-hmm. it's roundabout I personally cannot see myself losing sleep over who somebody laid down with like I just don't care that much Girl, girl, it's not, and I also feel like it's not my place. I'm not God, I'm not Jesus, and um, I sin too. So, who am I to say, like, well, I curse, you know, I have tattoos, I do all this other stuff, but I'm still better than you because I'm not gay? Yeah, that that doesn't make any sense. So, I will say, like, I think, too, that's why we've always been connected. Um, and that's really how we initially connected. Mm-hmm. It was like my heart just always went out to you because I knew how much stuff that you were battling um, when we were younger. And I didn't know why. But now us having this conversation, it all makes sense. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I can see why you never wanted to be at home. I can see why you did some of the things that you did. It was because you never felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Okay. So, I listen to be... Oh, look. <laughs> spiritual, spiritual people cuss too. Listen. They do. They do. Yeah. I know. I've been listening. I think for me, when I turned... I, when I was like 21, 22. So, you know, Robin and I have always been really great friends. And when we were in college, we had a communications class together, mm-hmm. and she got into a wreck. And so um, the communications class was, like, later on in the afternoon. So I, And she always stayed down the street from the school. So I would take her home after classes. And that's how we ended up getting close. Because I, I had always known Robin, uh-huh. but I wouldn't say that we became friends until I got into college. And I don't know something about the, the, the time that we spent together. I don't know how girl we was like, we ended up being thick thieves. Like, mm-hmm. and we ended up getting super close and she went through a period of enlightenment. Um, I would say like, maybe like that next year. So I had mm-hmm. to have been like 22, 23. And she was like you, like heavy in the church, always Sunday school, vacation Bible school. Robin taught like Wednesday night classes at her church. I can't remember if it was like children's church or Wednesday uh-huh. night, whatever, but she taught at her church. She had a class at her church. Wow. She was deep in her church. Then she started reading. She started reading. She started researching. And she would be like, Tamia. Do you know this is not in the Bible? Do you mm-hmm. know this is not in the Bible? Do you know this is not in the Bible? Do you know this mm-hmm. is where we come from? And I would be like, I can't tell you what's in the Bible, what's not a dog, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop playing. <laughs> But it, it was a lot of it was stuff that our parents taught us growing up, like yeah. um, the whole not living with your boyfriend or girlfriend or mm. um, the shacking up. That's not in the Bible. Nope. The Bible says something along the lines of um, not to put, place yourself in um, like the same room of temptation or something like that. Right. It doesn't say anything about not living together so it's okay to live together as long as y'all don't have sex but if you don't think that y'all can live together without having sex then that's when it's wrong which is absolutely not okay (laughs) listen I'm not about to go back and forth with you on this podcast about this bible stuff because y'all Mallory will read you for filth about the bible and I'm still listen 
I'm enlightened. Like I like I said, I am very spiritual. Um, but I haven't done some of the research that she has done. So, you know, we Lord. get conflicted on we get conflicted on that conversation about the Bible. So I mean, you know, I it's stuff in the Bible I don't agree with. Yeah, but you know, but, you got your old testament, you got your new testament. Yeah, but I will say that and I tell anybody that is starting to get into spirituality, that is where you have to start. You have to, to start. because, and this goes up, and Jarrell and I have this conversation too. There's a lot of spiritual ritual stuff in the Bible. Yes, baby. Yes, in the Bible. Exodus so, 5 and 6. Okay. Exodus 5 and 6 goes into talking about burning sage. Hebrews mm-hmm. 9 and 4 goes into talking about burning incense and giving it up to Lord as praise. Mm-hmm. You know, people, that was part of when I got deep into spirituality and I started burning sage and incense. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother was like, well, that's witchcraft. Witchcraft. Yes. Yes. What I tell you, baby, I could not watch the craft. I could not watch anything Harry Potter. It was witchcraft. I couldn't even read the Harry Potter books. Y'all, my family allowed me to go without getting my AR reading points off the Harry Potter books all because they said it was witchcraft. Your girl could have been balling at the book fair, but because because Harry Potter, you know, they were sick. So you got the heavy reading points for that the Harry Potter books. Yeah, I got them all. I couldn't read none of that stuff. If I walked in the house with a Harry Potter book, it was over with. Because that was witchcraft. So that's when I started um, kind of being like, okay, like I said, Robin would tell me stuff and I would be like, okay, let me start looking into this stuff. And then I used to, and then you remember I told you, but I was told I was going to go to hell if I didn't get baptized by the time I was 12. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, then I started looking at stuff and realizing that wasn't true. That was true. <laughs> you, like I said, you start finding out stuff and it's like, People are telling you these things because their parents told them, their mm-hmm. parents before them told them. So it's like nobody knows what's true or not. Nobody's read the Bible in its entirety. We just yep. going off what our ancestors, or our, I don't want to say ancestors because ancestors nah. was doing the spiritual stuff too. Yeah. But like our great grandparents was telling us and uh, what we learned in church. And some of that stuff. Like I said, it's, it's routine. So I feel like when you are a super religious person, you just get in a routine. Like, get up, go to church, go to Wednesday night Bible school, go to vacation Bible school, tithe. And you just get into this, like, routine of, like, oh, hey, I'm just doing all this stuff to ensure my going and ticket. And I was just, like, that, I think, again, so, like, 22, 23 is when I start realizing, like, something's, something's off. Mm-hmm. and everything that I was told ain't true and then I started trying to read the Bible for myself so um, and then I again I, back to what we were talking about there's a lot of spiritual ritual like things in the Bible and so I was talking to Jarrell because you know he is a preacher's son mm-hmm. and he's super spiritual and when I say super like the tarot readings the the yeah. um energy readings like he uh-huh. all of that we do all of that and um he made a very valid point to me he said people that are Christians they believe in the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit right. if you believe that somebody is is there's a spiritual being you believe in that what is so outlandish Right. about Reiki and right. um cleansing your energy cleansing and sage <laughs> and and um even just like the the, the the spiritual communication like talking to God like I literally heard God's voice when I started yes. becoming spiritual and focused heavily on building a connection with God um, talking to him, making sure that I journal, I script, I cleanse, I sage, I have mm-hmm. my pillow, I have my crystals, I do mm-hmm. my readings and stuff like that. 
I started hearing God talk to me. And people will say, like, oh, this is crazy. But a man could talk to a burning bush in the Bible? And nobody thinks anything is wrong with that? Michelle beats me. So it's just like, you can't sit here and say spirituality is wrong or it's witchcraft or it's this or if it's that. If you believe in the stories in the Bible. But I think that we've lost so much when it comes to a direct relationship with God and we so caught up in religion that they don't realize that it don't make any sense. It, it don't. It like it, You have to really put in the work to want to understand. And that's where the difference becomes with religion and spiritual work. Religion has rules. Like there, yeah. there are rules that you have to abide by to feel like in order to to receive love and blessings, you have to give and do that. Whereas in spirituality, it is whatever you want it the hell to be, honestly. It is whatever gets you up in, mo- in the morning and motivates you or says, hey, I have the strength to do that. So if you want to call God spirit, if you want to call God Yahweh, if you want to call God uh, universe, it's it's basically what you believe in. That's why the relationship. You know that universe. The, the universe word got the girls up in arms. They like to tussle over that. Oh, girl, I ain't got time to tussle with those. <laughs> I think it's funny how we talk about God when we <laughs> <laughs> we spiritual. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The girls like to tussle over the universe word. I know y'all seen a post where it's like, I really love how y'all replace God for, with the word universe. And it's like, nobody's replaced God for Nobody. the word universe. But I know that there's a lot of spiritual beings around me. And I know that too, the Bible also says that what life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to speak to and speak through all the spiritual beings around me and I'm going to speak positivity and I'm going to reap all that I put back out because the Bible says that you what? Reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. It's not it's not um, rocket science. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's not and I don't know why you make it so hard. I, I really don't. So I know we, cause we really talking and we really, really, really talking and I know we can go on and on and on, but I'm trying to, to oh, keep yeah. this limited cause you know, girl, these podcast episodes be long. Okay. So, um, I guess, oh, hmm? do you remember your first spiritual experience? Did you feel like, oh. <gasps> Wow, like God is really weird, real. Yes. I was, it was a Tuesday night. I was going to rehab. I had to be there at 7 a.m., 7 p.m. in the evening. And this was early 2017 when I started going to rehab. And I was, I was sitting in the pew and we had started. I was drinking and this, drinking some water. And this woman came up to me and she was like, are you okay? And it was like this this overwhelming feeling that I mm-hmm. had. And I just remember breaking down like in tears in front of all these people, y'all, like white folk, black folk, Mexican. Um, <laughs> I remember just, and I'm not a crier. Like, I don't like to cry. So I, I had the Viola Davis crying going on. And I'm just like pouring, pouring, and I was just like, I'm so tired of running from him. And she was like, who? And I was like, God, I'm just tired of running. I feel like I've been running. And I instantly heard this voice like in my head that was like, it's okay, I'm here. Mm. That was my shift because I had always grew up hearing a voice, but not hearing it until that very moment. I heard it clear, loud as day. Yeah. And I stopped crying. It was just like my life changed for me. After that, that's when you just like 
Okay. I, I the first time I heard God's voice was when I was I was going through um but this one we was living together and I was just going mm-hmm. through a, a crazy time and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I heard God's voice. But I will say like the next time that I heard God's voice was when I was like, Okay, I'm doing the right thing. Because for one, I don't hear God's voice and then the fact that I keep hearing it, like oh this, this, I'm doing something right. Like I'm I'm on the right path and right. it was when um pastor Todd started doing uh the crazy faith thing so we have went through the first crazy faith series you know crazy faith is a big deal right now but mm-hmm. this is the first crazy faith series and they had the crazy faith wrap up and we had they had a um like a crazy faith worship thing. So we went to church and they wrapped up the the series. And then later that afternoon, they had a crazy faith praise and worship thing. And they gave you these cards because uh, the thing for crazy faith was like it only it's only crazy until it happens. And so they were taking a uh, you have to write on a crazy faith thing what you wanted to happen, and you take it home, you put it on your refrigerator, or whatever. But they were also taking a crazy faith tithing. And mm. so they were like, okay, say a number in your head. Um, and then whatever it is, whatever it is, and like that's going to be your tithing. And I remember, like I said, we, so the ceremony was completely praise and worship. So we've been praising God for two hours. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I'm like emotionally exhausted because, you know, you go from, you know, how praise and worship start like Woo! Mm-hmm. you pumped up and then they get into them songs that just break you down. So we didn't cry. We didn't shout it. We didn't jump. And so at that time, I think that I was. um, I was like. You know, I was doing okay financially, but I wasn't like rich or you know, mm-hmm. you know, crazy, crazy. I had like crazy amounts of money just coming mm-hmm. in, and so I remember like, so the crazy faith offering wasn't due until like a couple of months because I think this was in like October, or November, and so I remember we got done, and it was like whatever numbers on your heart. Like that's what you give, and somebody had said five hundred dollars. That wasn't on my heart. I, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I was like, "Excuse you." <laughs> and he was, and and it was God. He was like five hundred dollars. You're gonna give five hundred dollars now to some people. That may not sound like a lot, but that was a lot of money to me. Yeah, that's and I was like, how am I going to come up with $500? Like, I think, you know, I, you give your 10%, but I was like, $500? $500. Where am I going to get $500? And Ooh. I remember, too, even after, um, after the ceremony, when I went back home, because, you know, uh, what? Uh, transformation is in Tulsa so uh-huh. I would come home and I was bargaining with God what about 250 275 okay 215 mm. and he kept saying no $500 $500 $500 $500 and I was like I said okay God like I'll figure it out cause you telling me to do it and that was the whole basis, pretty much. It's like, you just got to trust. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'll do it. That next month, I got a promotion at my job and, yeah. and a pretty a pretty nice raise. Pretty and I said, oh, I said, that's how I'm going to pay the $500. And everything came full circle for me, and I did it. And, and God was just like, see? See? Mm. You see? And and that was at a point in my life where I was super spiritual, like getting the readings, doing the staging, doing the cleanse, and doing the ranking. I was, you know, I wasn't always physically in the church. I did a lot of streaming and stuff like that. But I didn't, I still didn't go to church like the Crazy Faith series was a long series. 
Mm-hmm. I missed some of that. <laughs> so, you know, because I just, you know, I didn't feel obligated to go to church every Sunday. And I was like, okay. So the spiritual stuff is what is was working for me because things still work out for my good as long as I have that connection and relationship with God. And so that's when I stopped yes. putting so much emphasis on I need to be in a building. Now, I like to yep. go to church because it feels good, right? You know, yep. there's music and the people and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I've realized that that's not what's going to save me. Nope. Perfect attendance will not save me. <laughs> <laughs> it won't save the job and it won't save that. <laughs> <laughs> Now, so just wrapping it up, because we listen, we could do this all night. We can. Overall, how do you feel that you've been able to grow or change because of your spiritual growth? The only way I can honestly answer that question, just as honest as I can, is looking at my life right now. Mm-hmm. Um. If you would have told me five years ago that I would be where I am today mentally and, and emotionally just and spiritually just off that, I would have called you a line and a half. Yeah. You know, um, where I was then and where I am now, number one thing that I know for sure, God loves me. Mm-hmm. Um, 2017 and before that, I did not think that, I did not feel that. And I know that's why I spent a lot of time running from him because I didn't feel or think that he did. And once I had that realization, then I learned learned to love myself. So once you know that God loves you and you love yourself, there's nothing in this world that you can't have. Mm. Absolutely nothing. There's nothing in this world that you can't do. Um, and there's nothing that you can't heal from either. Mm, that's a big one too. That's That's really the hugest part because Everything that I've gone through in life, I should have been dead and gone a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But I know that God has a purpose for me. And I know that I'm here to help someone else find theirs. And I'm here to help the next person. And if that's given my testimony of my life, then so be it. Amen. Because what Tika said, but I had a friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help but to pray. But that that is beautiful. And I will say watching you transition it has literally been mind-blowing like outside of your physical appearance but your inside too like you are super radiant and um like just authentic like you show up as the best version of yourself you're not hiding you're not pretending you're not trying to, you know, cover stuff up. You're like, this is me. If you like it, cool. If you don't, oh well. But that's not going to affect me. And I, I love that about you. And it's been great to see you transform. So I'm super proud of you. Nobody else is super proud of you. I am super proud of you. Well, thank you. You are so welcome. I think for me, and I think I say this on every podcast, what I've learned is that as long as you have a relationship with God and you trust God, like everything will always make okay. sense in, in the end. Like everything is always, um, everything always does a full 360. So like mm-hmm. you may be confused, upset, hurt, and anxious in the beginning, but I know that I go through life and I'm a child of God. I'm protected by God and his blood. And because of that, I can do anything that I want to do. And I will always be protected. And no matter what I go through, I always come out on the other side victorious. Like, I've never not made it through anything. And I think that says enough in itself. Like, and that and that keeps me going. When stuff gets hard, when the times are dark, when things are not going the way that I want them to do, I always remember like I, I got 
the spirit of God on my side. Like, I don't care what you're talking about. No, at all. Don't care. <laughs> Once you get into that mindset, I'm telling you, like, your entire life will change. And when it does, breathe. It's okay. <laughs> because yeah. I know I struggled with change for the better um, until this year. Mm-hmm. I was not... I was like, okay, God, you brought all this stuff to me that I wanted. Like, it's it's sitting right here in my face, but for some reason, mm-hmm. I'm here to say. I just, I can't, I can't grasp that it's really mine. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't. And he had to sit me down, humble me, bring me back to my beginnings, and basically say, if you don't want to lose it, I'm going to need you to appreciate it. Period. <laughs> Period. So I sat my behind down and I started to appreciate what I was having right then and there and who I had. That's beautiful. Well, Mallory, I just want to say thank you so much for being so open and and vulnerable and sharing your story and your journey with me and my podcasters. Um, I hope that you guys have taken something from it um leave comments i would love to hear you guys perspective and thoughts on um everything that we shared today and um again mallory thank you so much and y'all have a wonderful night you too